Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Philippians, chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would really want to put others first to follow the example of Jesus. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Philippians 2. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, complete my joy so that you are in agreement, having the same love, united in spirit, having one purpose. Do nothing according to selfish ambition or according to empty conceit, but in humility, considering one another better than yourselves, each of you, not looking out for your own interests, but also each of you for the interests of others. Think this in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider being equal with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a slave, by becoming in the likeness of people, and being found in appearance like a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, that is, death, on a cross. Therefore also God exalted him and graciously granted him the name above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For the one at work in you, both to will and to work, for his good pleasure, is God. Do all things without grumbling and disputing, in order that you may become blameless and innocent, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine as stars in the world, holding fast to the word of life, for a source of pride to me in the day of Christ, that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and rejoice with all of you. And in the same way, also you rejoice and rejoice with me. But I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I also may be encouraged when I know your circumstances. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely be concerned about your circumstances, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character, that like a child with a father he served with me for the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see my circumstances. And I am convinced in the Lord that I myself will arrive shortly also." But I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, but your messenger and servant of my need, because he was longing for all of you and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick, coming near to death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him only, but also on me, so that I would not have grief upon grief." Therefore I am sending him with special urgency, in order that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less anxious, 
Therefore, welcome him in the Lord with all joy, and consider such people highly honored, because on account of the work of Christ, he came near to the point of death, risking his life in order that he might make up for your inability to serve me. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In the last paragraph of chapter 1, Paul talked about living worthy of the gospel. Now, in chapter 2, Paul focuses on unity, working together as a church. Paul doesn't phrase this teaching as a rebuke. He isn't saying they should be ashamed of their current behavior. Instead, he is phrasing it as an improvement, a next level they can attain to. He starts out with some if statements that are obviously true, such as verse 2, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ... Of course there is encouragement in Christ. Basically, he is saying that since these things are true, they should work on being united. And in order to be united, they need to get rid of selfishness and pride. Selfishness and pride are the attitudes that destroy unity. Instead, we need to think about what is best for other people. Then, Paul gives the example of Jesus. He does this in a poetic way that may have been a song that they knew already, It is the only place we have this song recorded, so we don't know if Paul made it up for this letter or if it was something that Christians sang in the early church. The song is about how Jesus humbled himself to come to this earth and to die. But then it shows the result. Verse 9, Therefore also God exalted him and graciously granted him the name above every name. I think the idea of name here is not a specific name that we pronounce, but rather his reputation more than reputation, his position. His name commands obedience. For example, Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, A reputation is to be chosen rather than great riches. Favor is better than silver and gold. The marginal note on the word reputation in that verse in Proverbs says that it is literally the word name. Then, also in Genesis chapter 11, when the people decided to build a tower in Babel, verse 4 they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top reaches to the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So they wanted a name for themselves. But Jesus, on the other hand, humbled himself, and God the Father gave him a name above every name. Then Paul tells the Philippians to work out your own salvation. He isn't saying that they have to save themselves, but rather that they need to keep on working in the path of salvation God has put them on until it is completed. He balances this work on our part with God's part in the next verse, verse 13. For the one at work in you, both to will and to work, for his good pleasure, is God. Then Paul says that if they are doing what is right, it will be a source of joy to Paul. Paul goes back to some personal notes, talking about how he intends to send Timothy to them. But he says some really nice things about how Timothy thinks about them first rather than himself. I think Paul is using Timothy as an example of how a Christian should put others first. Then Paul mentions Epaphroditus. It seems that the Philippians had sent Epaphroditus to Paul, carrying the money that they were sending to Paul. And it seems that the idea was that Epaphroditus was going to stay and help Paul. But then Epaphroditus got sick and almost died. So Paul is sending him back to the Philippians with this letter to assure them that Epaphroditus is well again. And it seems that Paul is again giving them an example of how a Christian should put others first 
by mentioning how Epaphroditus risked his life in order to help Paul. And now for a deeper dive. Selfishness is obviously putting ourselves first. It comes naturally to us. We are born selfish. We think about when we are hungry, when we are tired, when we are uncomfortable. It takes effort to even understand how other people are feeling. We don't feel their hunger, tiredness, and pain. We can get there, but it takes listening to them, watching their body language, and imagining what they are feeling. And even then, our own condition is still more real to us. So what Paul is calling for us to do here is not easy and natural. It is hard. But he is giving some great examples of it, starting with Jesus. So if we call ourselves Christians, Christians, we should live as he did, giving up his high position to serve us. Now we know it all worked out well for Jesus in the end, and we have to have faith that it will work out well for us in the end because God is watching out for us. But in the meantime, it will not be as easy as looking out for ourselves. And Paul gives the example of Timothy and Epaphroditus in case we think that Jesus' example is just impossible. But when we think we are incapable of accomplishing things, remember verse 13. For the one at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure, is God. So, do we want to work with God? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.